1: What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to the Dodgers Nation post-game show. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. Good morning, Dodgers Nation, or good afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are. Thanks for rocking with us. After the Dodgers lose a wild one to the Tampa Bay Rays by a final score of 11 to 10. It was an insane game. This game felt like it was drunk on brunch, mimosas, or something, because this game was just out of... Something just pretty incredible as far as an offensive firepower, offensive fireworks show. And if you look at this Dodgers team, they finished the road trip going four and six under 500. And the Dodgers hit count them five home runs. The Dodgers went deep five times today. Chris Taylor had a two home run game. Max Muncie had a bomb in the second. Trace Thompson, we'll talk about. He came back from the dead today. He was like the Undertaker coming out of the coffin meme. He comes out and he has a good game, three for three and a walk. He gets a bomb there in the fifth inning and then chris taylor hits another home run jd martinez hit a home run so five home runs for the dodgers they went back to back twice and still lost the dodgers had been 35 and one when they hit five plus home runs or more since 2004 but they fall to the Rays. they lose two out of three from the race in this series they finished the road trip going four of six losing three of four to the cardinals they take in two out of three against the braves and they Lose two out of three to the Rays. So, depending on how you look at it, I mean, you could have split, you could have gone 500 with a win today. And considering how poor the pitching has been, when you look at the length that they've given them. You would have probably thought okay about that, especially considering the competition. But, yeah, definitely a lot to unpack in this game. We're going to break it all down. But first things first, what are your big takeaways from today's game? What are your big takeaways from this series and the road trip? We're going to get into it. So let us know down below. And here we go. Jump into the comment section. Tough loss from Angie Macias-DeBaca. We got the Dodgers need better pitchers. That's from Jonathan Robles. We got go home limping. That's from pound for pound. Yeah, before we get into it, yeah, we're going to break down Gavin Stone's entire out. I have some thoughts on that. He doesn't appear that he's ready. For this stage, for the bright lights of the show, especially when you consider the competition. I mean, you got to feel for the guy, and I'm not making excuses for the guy at all. You have to go out there and execute if they give you the ball in these situations, but that is a very difficult, tough three lineups to face for the start of your big league career. You got the Phillies at home, you got the Braves on the road, you got the Rays on the road. So, definitely an unenviable situation for Gavin Stone, but he does not look ready. I think you got to put him back in that microwave, little cold right now take him out a little early and really kind of put him in there and allow him to cook a little more and see if he can get things right because the fastball command just isn't there the secondary pitches other than the changeup, just aren't there nice to see him get some more swing and miss today nice to see him get some punch outs via that changeup. but yeah his stuff isn't good enough to get away with the mistakes at this level so we're gonna talk about his outing but yeah this dodger team the reason why they lost the number one reason why they lost today of course the bullpen, they mashed on Fleming, and thanks for Kevin Cash for leaving out there like he did. But really, they hit those five home runs, but they go two for nine with runners in scoring position. They had multiple opportunities to cash in. You had errors that didn't cash in, walks they didn't cash in. Mookie Betts goes over two with runners in scoring position. You compare that to that Rays team, they go eight for 17. This Rays team, they're relentless. This is a very tough lineup to navigate. It's like they have nine Pablo Sanchezes from backyard baseball and they were out there, and they were raking, and yeah, they're making it very difficult on this Dodgers pitching staff. But CT three woke up. That's from BC over on YouTube. Yeah, he's my Dodger dog. Dodger of the day. dog of the game. I gotta give Chris Taylor tons of credit. He really kept the Dodgers in this one. And CT three. He looked good. I mean, you saw him taking advantage of changeups. It was aggressive early in the count. And Chris Taylor, he definitely stepped up in a big way. I think defensively, there were some plays where, yeah, they weren't rolled as errors that you probably would have liked to have back. But yeah, Chris Taylor, what more can you say? I mean, so you bad luck too. I mean, the play that bounced in front of him on that silly field turf that led to a run, I think that was unfortunate. But Chris Taylor he goes three for three, two RBI, had two home runs, two walks. Really, his best game of the year, period. Ended story, so hopefully that really gets him going. He's been more productive this year, so that's definitely a good sight to see, and of course, we have to talk about Trace Thompson. He goes three for three, had two RBI, and a walk himself. So, Trace Thompson, he definitely, I don't know if just the light kind of turned on for him and things starting to click. I mean, we're going to break down his at-bats, but definitely you'll love to see that. I'm telling you, he's the undertaker coming out of the coffin. Trace Thompson, welcome back to the show. But I guess this means, okay, a three-hit day and a walk. So, that means that we can expect another hit from him on the pace that he's been going at uh, maybe basically in a month and a half. So, <laughs> he, bought, he I think he bought himself a, a an extra month in the show, but still, I think if you look at the pace. He's been on. Hopefully, he's going to be okay. We got the, Is Muncie okay? That is from Joey Akers. Yeah, I think Muncie's going to be okay. He left the game in the third inning. The Dodgers they tweet out that it was a left hamstring strain, so I don't anticipate it's going to be serious or anything like that. But Max Muncie, he was the hero in yesterday's game. He hit the big home run, he had two RBI. Today, Muncie he goes one for two. And had a home run there with Chris Taylor in the second inning. So, yeah, definitely some positive developments for Max Muncy in the last two games so yeah we're going to talk about that as well but I mean this lineup I mean 16 hits for the Rays 12 for the Dodgers 2 errors by the Rays and the Dodgers they just could not win I mean they lose by a final score of 11 to 10 despite hitting 5 home runs so let's jump back into the comment section Outman is turning into Cody Bellinger 2022 a human Yeah, James Outman is lost at the plate James Outman is not seeing it well James Outman is is not being decisive. He comes into the game and he ends up getting three strikeouts. So three strikeouts for James Altman. He did not look good at all. And he is a guy that at the moment, he's just not decisive. And I think what you're seeing from James is if you look at the slump that he's having, we saw the adjustment they are making against him. You're seeing a lot of fastballs up in the zone. and But right today, I mean, he had pitches that we saw him taking deep. We saw him hitting home runs. And him hitting some of these pitches that he saw today for extra bases earlier in the year. Today he's taking those pitches. So he looks very undecisive at the plate. Looks a little lost. He's not as aggressive as he once was. And he's over his last 18 with three punch outs. So yeah, he definitely is looking lost at the plate right now. And it's interesting how Major League Baseball plays. It's very interesting what happens in this show. One man gets hot. Another man starts slumping. Miguel Vargas got out to a slow start in April and he's been much hotter and a much better player at month of May, and really the tables have turned with Altman and Miguel Vargas. Same thing goes with Trey Thompson. He was slumping, and he had a good day today. I will say, with Trey Thompson, it takes more than one game to get out of a slump. It takes more than one game to get in a slump, so I'm not going to rush to judgment on this one. I'm going to take today's performance with a grain of salt, but you'd have to feel really good for the guy. You saw, like Oral Hershizer said, getting that ape off his back and really just settling down and taking a deep breath, because You could see the frustration in his eyes. You could see him starting to question mentally, do I belong in the show? Am I a big leaguer? Are my days going to be numbered? Am I going to get that call to get DFA'd and kind of walk the plank there? So, yeah, definitely feel good for him, but still – The big story today is Gavin Stone. We're going to start there, but let's do some more comments before we do. But, yeah, I mean, James Altman, what more can you say? He definitely needs to turn things around, make those adjustments. And I want to see James Altman go out there, and you don't have to go try to hit 300. You don't have to go out there and try to be a guy that, is going to hit for average. I don't think anyone is expecting that from James Atman. We're expecting a guy that can go up there and hit for pop, hit for extra bases. And if you see a pitch that you can drive, a pitch that you can hit, you have to be aggressive. And we're just not seeing that from him. And the average is starting to drop. It's down to 235 now. And, yeah, I mean, he's he's the one who came in he replaced – Max Muncy when they moved some things around and he started he went into center field but yeah I mean he was expecting to play today but still he did not look good at the plate once again. So, yeah, we're going to have to monitor that. And hopefully he can break out of that slump. But that's really what separates big leaguers and minor leaguers. I mean, Max Muncy definitely went through a, a rough stretch, and he was ill. I think the sickness that he was dealing with definitely was impacting him. I don't think there's any question about that at that, this point. And he had a stretch where he was 2-for-27 with runners in scoring position, was under the Mendoza line at one point. But he's a guy that has hit rock bottom in this league only to claw and scratch his way out. You haven't seen that from James Outman, And if you look at the at-bat in the fourth inning, he strikes out on three pitches, a sinker on the inner half, and he's just missing badly. And the first pitch, too, I mean, he took that sinker. That's middle-middle. I mean, he's got to go take off on that pitch and just be a little more aggressive. So, yeah, we'll talk a little more about that. I mean, look at his at-bat in the eight there. I mean, four-seam fastball away swinging. But if you look at the first pitch, that sweeper, that was middle-middle, change-up middle-middle. So, he's got to take off on pitches that are in the heart of the plate. I think he had a couple hits here and there, a couple of hard-hit balls, and he'll get back on track. But to uh, Harry Hesticles. Interesting. You got me there. That's a bruh. bruh. Trace gonna slump next game. Mark my words. We got Nathaniel Nunez. This team is playing without their top two pitchers. Three, if you include Bueller, and are still in first place. A healthy Dodgers team will be scary come playoffs. I like that, Nathaniel Nunez. That is my Michelada half-full take of the day. You gotta look at the bright side, and that's a fantastic point, because all in all, despite going four and six on this road trip, where you're facing teams like the Cardinals, who were hot, the Braves, who had the second-best lineup in baseball and the Rays have the best lineup in baseball when you look at offensive production and still they're in first place in the NOS ahead of the Diamondbacks by two and a half games and they still have the best record in the National League currently at 32 and 21 so no one expected the Dodgers to have the best record in the National League everyone out there picked the Padres and the Braves and all these other teams I still pick the Dodgers but still I think when you look at it from that perspective I think it's a great point but still I think you look moving forward and you look at this rotation. Clayton Kershaw yesterday, he was able to go five innings. was getting swing and miss early, but kind of lost command towards the latter half of that start. Noah Sindergaard, he ends up going six innings in his start, but he's a guy that just struggles to to put up zeros and have clean innings. So, yeah, the starting rotation, there's definitely questions about it. And thankfully, they have Bobby Miller, who looked really strong in his MLB debut against the Braves. And we'll see how he looks tomorrow against the, the Nationals. But uh, next, we got Nando 390, DFA, Austin Barnes. Yeah, Austin Barnes. He had some opportunities. Unfortunately, he gets robbed there by Luke Rayleigh in the fifth inning. And yeah, he just wasn't able to come through. And offensively, He's been pretty awful this season, if we're just going to be frank about it. And Austin Barnes today, he goes 0 for 4, 0 for 4 today. And he had some opportunities there with runners in scoring positions, and he goes 0 for 2. So, yeah, I mean, when Will Smith is out of the game, you probably feel pretty good about the fact you – plated 10 runs but it was not enough and that's because of the rocky start by gavin stone so let's dive into that and by the way if you're new to the channel be sure to hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell and also smash that like button even though it is a loss this is your show this is how we get through this uh we got oh i dig that new sidebar graphic Yes, sir. We got uh, Betts was cheating in 2018. None of his career stats outside of that are anywhere near. a Decent player, but no star. Anthony R., you basically just don't know how to consume information then because he's still a well above league average player. He was last year. He has been this year. He's phenomenal defensively. He had a career high in home runs last season, so I do not know exactly what you are talking about. But, yeah, I mean, obviously 2018 was his best season. And it was the one time he did have an OPS over 1,000 in his career, had that 1,078 OPS. But last year, 866 OPS, had a career high in home runs, hit 35 bombs. This year, 866 OPS, a 131 OPS+. plus. So still very productive, still a really good player, and I still... Expect nothing but good things from Mookie Betts. I don't think that he is a Apple Watch or stealing signs merchant like you're trying to say he is. But anyways, we got Victor has to get over to first base. No excuse. That's from Ron Jerica Yeah, we're gonna talk about that because I've seen some people blaming this loss on Freddie Freeman that he didn't charge the ball there and that Victor Gonzalez. Yeah, I mean, of course, if you look at pitcher's fundamentals, you want to get there as quickly as you can. But if you're Freddie Freeman, you are a Gold Glove award-winning first baseman. And if you look at the play there in the bottom of the seventh inning and Rayleigh reaches there on that infield single to first, Yeah, I mean, Freddie Freeman, he'll tell you he should have charged that and gone to first base. He could have made that play. Victor Gonzalez, maybe one step quicker, probably makes that play. But still, in that situation, I think Freddie's going to have confidence in his pitcher, but he's got to get over there too. But that's not the reason why they lost. The reason why they lost the game today was because their starting pitcher, Gavin Stone, he allowed seven earned runs on 10 hits, had no walks, three (laughs) punch-outs, He needed 57 pitches to get six outs, okay? His ERA now in three starts is 14.4. Did get 15 swings and misses. Did have three strikeouts, so that definitely has improved. It was 11 for 16 on first pitch strikes, but just too hittable. Too many pitches out over the plate. Too many misses. Too many non-competitive pitches. And he's going to learn at this level, that's not going to fly. You are not going to get away with that at this level. But listen to Nunez. We got Boomer Assassin. What's the status of Pepe or Grove? So Grove made his minor league rehab start. He, I think, is going to be first in line to take over for Gavin Stone because it appears that Gavin Stone, like I said, we got to throw him back in the microwave. They took him out, brought him out a little early. Probably got to put him back in and he has to sure up that fastball command. I think from mechanically, I think from a confidence standpoint, if he's not going to work the edges, if he's not going to leave it out over the fat part of the plate, he's going to struggle at this level because big league hitters, they're going to tee off on some of the pitches that he had today. Uh, We got Altman is just swatting flies from Boomer Assassin. Yeah, right now, it's not looking good for James Almond. It definitely is a James Droughtman at the moment, and you hope that he can turn things around, and that is going to be the big difference, and I, what, what my whole take was, look, James is going to be great, but what I say, even when James Almond was at his very best, I said that Miguel Vargas is going to have the longer career. Miguel Vargas is going to be the guy that's going to play 8, 10, 15 years in this league, and that's because he has those bat-to-ball skills. He has those quick hands, and like my friend Casey Porter was pointing out to me, you see a lot of J.D. Martin Martinez right now in Miguel Vargas. And I can tell you from being at the stadium, being it during those BP sessions, just being there and seeing JD Martinez working with these hitters, you see it too, the way he's working his hands, the way he's getting his hands in that the way he got his hands in on that heater yesterday to, Hit that home run. That's what you're seeing, and that is what sticks and plays up in this league is guys that have bat-to-ball. And I think there's a little boomer bust right now with James Altman He's definitely struggling and just keeping that bat path through the zone and getting his barrel to the ball. And this is a guy that's reinvented his swing. This is a guy who has said himself that they told him that he was swinging like a caveman. So they definitely broke his swing down just to build it back up. Now the big key is just kind of simplifying things. And I also think too the swing doesn't look terrible. And I think you've seen a little bit of as far as him spreading his feet a little wider in the box and his setup a little bit. But really, to me, it's a mental game. I think for him, his approach at the plate is if there's pitches to hit, you just have to swing at them. You have to go and put your best swing on pitches and... You don't have to take pitches in the middle of the zone just because you think you're going to have a better at-bat. I think alman has got to do what he did early in the season when he was just having the green light and teeing off on pitches that he thought he could get to. So I think that's the biggest key for him. But let's start right there in the top of the first inning. So, or We got... Um, Bottom of the first inning, Gavin Stone on the mound. 2-2 pitch to Diaz. He has a sharp ground ball to Vargas at second. He makes a nice play. Then first pitch to for the first down. Then first pitch to Franco, to Franco, Wander Franco. By the way, Wander Franco. But This guy is a star. What do you guys think about him? Actually, let's do some more comments, and we'll really break things down because you guys are really lighting it up, and I appreciate that. Send Stone to single A. Okay, Dando 390. That is a, a little much. We got Let Thompson Play and Sit Outman for a while. That's from Mike Wargo, Yeah, I think that definitely is something that you could see. Absolutely. I think giving Trace Thompson this momentum and seeing this momentum carries over to the next game, because if it carries over into tomorrow's game and you see him go on a little run, you're going to feel good about that. Also, James Outman, just that's a lot. I mean, it's a lot early in the season to really be thrusted into a role where he was an everyday player and maybe taking a little bit of a step back taking a breather, making some adjustments. I think that could really help and pay dividends later on in the season. So I'm not against that, but at the same token, if Thompson's struggling again, I think Altman is the guy for the future, and really that, to me, is one of the most important things for this Dodgers team, is figuring out which of these young guys, figuring out which of these rookies are going to be core members of this team, and I think James Altman should be the guy to do that, and you're not going to find out if he can do that, and if he's capable of doing that, and if he's able to make adjustments, if he's cold on the bench so I'm okay with it for a few games but if Thompson starts to struggle again I want to see James Altman back in center field on a regular basis until he figures things out because I don't think he's that far away he just lost right now and he just needs things to click like I said 0 for his last 18. AB needs DFA now that's from Ron Jerica we got high DKM uh, we got uh, Mookie is so unclutch a lot that's from Michael Carrillo. Michael Carrillo over on YouTube now the funny thing about that is Mookie Betts heading into today is actually hitting 389 with runners in scoring position that's good for 11th in all of Major League Baseball so the reality is Mookie has been one of the most clutch players in all of Major League Baseball this season just didn't have his best day today 66 strikeouts and 167 at bats that is a uh, yeah and that's tons of strikeouts get Mookie at the leadoff spot Craig Osterberg I disagree with that because I still think Mookie, he's been one of the hottest hitters on the Dodgers in the month of May. I mean, if you look at at, at his month of May, he's been, for the most part, extremely productive. And him and Freddie Freeman have been, without question, two of the best hitters in the month of May. So... Yeah, I mean, look, they've won a ton of games in this stretch. They go against, t- against tough opponents, and really don't point at the lineup. They scored 10 runs today. Point at the pitching, and that's what did I tell you was my biggest concern. I saw people out there saying their biggest concern is the bench. Really? How could your biggest concern be the bench? when the starting pitching can't go past five and six innings on a consistent basis. That is your concern, the bench? I mean, yes, the bench is a concern. They need more productivity from the bench. But, yeah, without question, the starting pitching, which is middle of the pack right now as from their starters and their relievers, that is the biggest concern. The reason why the Dodgers won 111 games last year was primarily due to the fact that they led, they led across the board in pitching categories, whether it be relievers, whether it be innings pitch whether it be ERA, Phipps, Stranded, whatever you want. That is where they excelled. Yes, the lineup was fantastic, and they scored a ton of runs. But still, I mean, it starts and ends with starting pitching and your bullpen. But, yeah, if you look at Mookie Betts so far in the month uh, this season, an 845 OPS. But if you're looking at the, the month of May for Mookie Betts... He's fared very well. For the month of May, Mookie hitting 915 with seven home runs and six doubles. That's second on the team behind Freddie Freeman. So he has been very productive. But, uh, yeah, what is your biggest concern with this Dodgers team? We got Bigford again. Gavin, this is from Carl. Gavin Stone doesn't belong at this level. He and Syndergaard need to go. We got Mr. Iggy Dodgers for life. D- I'm not mad, mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad, mad, dmac uh, It's just kind of early, man. I, it's kind of early. I haven't had my Hornitos yet. I haven't had my Hornitos. And that is the comment of the day from <laughs> Yo, Joe Mama, with- Preach, Brother dmac Hornitos. A little too early for Hornitos? Or actually, no, it's not. You can have Hornitos morning, afternoon, or at night. Just be sure to drink responsibly. Hey, Memorial Day weekend, give you some Hornitos. And we're going to talk about other big takeaway I have. And that is the base stealing. More... Base stealing. This Rays team was relentless on the base pass. You saw it on Friday night against Thor and Cindergard. He's one of the worst in the league at holding runners. They were scoring runs against it. And today you saw on Bigford today. And it just feels like again and again and again, the base runners don't respect the Dodgers pitches. And I can tell you from people that I've spoke to within this organization that they don't emphasize it enough. They don't, they do not go and get to the basics and they don't teach what, I mean, we need to see a little more sidestep. We need to see them changing the cadence. I mean, they're teeing off, and they're when you get the, these pitchers not going to the plate and their delivery to the plate is so slow, the opponents are taking advantage. You're seeing that. It almost feels again and again like they are asleep when runners are on base. And for me, when I need a good sleep, you know what I do? I go to Manta Mask, and Manta Mask, they make the world's best sleep masks and sleep accessories. Everything they do is to enable better lives through better sleep. They work relentlessly to improve and optimize sleep so that you can have the energy to live your best life. Check out mantasleep.com today so you can sleep better anywhere, anytime. Get your Manta Mask today. Use the code DN2023. So yeah, you don't want to see these pitchers wearing their Manta Mask on the mound when you have ducks on the pond, and that's definitely a an- adjustment that they're going to need to make but here we go we got uh, dfa thor please that's from youtube we got by the way if you're spamming the comments guys i mean it's just gonna get blocked so easily because hey it's sunday that's a great day for a block party uh we got uh oh, lol well, does noah pitch tomorrow why well, he's on everyone's minds from bc So yeah, let's start right there so bottom of the Bottom of the first inning, 2-2 to Diaz. He hits a sharp ground ball to Vargas. To second, he makes a nice play for the first out. The next pitch to Franco. He singles to left center. The next pitch, low. Wow, first pitch, uh, fastball. He swings and misses. Nice job right there. Fouls off the changeup. Then the 0-2, he gets loud, swinging, missing for strike three. So great arm speed there. Bottom of the zone with the changeup. So that goes for the second out. So you're feeling good about... Gavin Stone start right there, and then with Franco at first, 0-2 to Ramirez, he singles to center, so that's the other thing, not doing a good enough job at finishing off hitters, and that's where you need that third pitch. That's where you need that slider to come in handy, and you also need fastball location because that's what's going to set up the slider. That's what's going to set up the changeup with the way he tunnels it, and there's a perfect example there. Ramirez, 0-2 pitch, he singles to center, and then Franco, he advances to third, And then the one pitch to Paredes, he lines a base, hits a right field, and that gives the Rays a 1-0 lead early on. And then he gets allowed to pop to third for the third out. So, Babib to death once again. The Franco single was at 67.2 miles per hour with 20 pitches, three hits. They get a run, and it jumped to the bottom of the second, top of the second. First pitch to Chris Taylor. He homers the center to tie things up at one sinker, heart of the plate, and he punished it. His eighth home run of the year for Chris Taylor. He hit 10 all of last year, so he's already much more productive this season. And then next batter, Max Muncy, he crushes a home run to right. Curveball, inside corner, just kind of leaked towards the heart of the plate. And that gave the Dodgers the 2-1 lead. And then Miguel Vargas, he draws a six-pitch walk. Then Miguel Rojas, he singles to give the Dodgers runners on first and second. And then Trace Thompson with runners on first and second, he entered the day on over 39 slump and on a 1-1 count he singles to center to score Miguel Vargas to make it 3-1 Dodgers so Trace Thompson you have to feel good about that I hate losing more than I like winning but still when you consider the fact that Trace Thompson couldn't hit a pinata blindfolded for him to get a hit early on does a lot for his confidence wasn't trying to do too much gets his bat on the ball takes advantage and that put the Dodgers up three to one next batter Austin Barnes, he grounds into a fielder's choice for the first out there at first, and then here's what we're talking about. Mookie Betts not coming through today, has come through for most of the season, but in this situation, you have runners on the corner and Betts, he grounds into a double play to end the inning for the third out. So Dodgers get three runs on four hits there in the second inning, back-to-back solo bombs from Max Mun- from Chris Taylor, then Max Muncie, and then the Trace Thompson RBI single, so you're really feeling good about that early lead, but jump back into the comments and will continue to break this one down. A wild game in Tampa Bay. And as much as it hurts to lose two out of three games to the best team in baseball on the road, I still feel good about what happened in the 2020 World Series. I still remember Julio Arias freezing Willie Adamas on a 97-mile-per-hour heater and him just electrifying on the mound and going crazy. So that's what I have to remind myself of today. We got uh, oh, more people got a block. We got... Um, Here we go at the block. Awesome. We got uh, Jamie Lannister. Stone sucks. Jamie Lannister. Do you guys think Stone sucks? I still think he has talent. I think he has potential, but it does feel like it's a little premature as far as him getting an opportunity at this stage with his lack of fastball command, with his inability to finish off hitters, and the fact that that third pitch he just doesn't have confidence in. He is not attacking the zone with the ferocity, with the fervor that you need to at this level. And You see him, he's trying to land that change up at the bottom of the zone, get hitters to chase, and trying to live low and live long, but at some point, you have to challenge hitters on the edges and up in the zone. And When he's doing that, he's leaving stuff out over the heart of the plate, and teams like the Rays, like the Braves, like the Phillies, they are going to take advantage of that at this level. Doesn't matter if you're the worst team in the bigs, you're going to take advantage of that, and teams are doing just that. So there's a learning curve, like Dave Roberts said, he just has to fight through this, and I think ultimately this is going to be good for him because he had dominated at the minor league level—a one-four-eight ERA, Dodgers minor league pitcher of the year, the best, highest-ranked changeup in the game. Well. Now he knows that, yeah, it's nice to have that changeup, but he's not going to have a long big league career unless he has fastball command and a legitimate third pitch to keep hitters off balance. So that's just the reality of situation, the situation, a cold, hard truth. We got uh, Go Dodgers from Bruce Heckert over on Facebook. Stone equal Billy Ashley or something. We got the... Uh, Sham Wow 2013 the stolen bases the Dodgers have allowed is huge is a huge concern 73 stolen bases next team being 20 away they need to figure that out going to come back to bite them especially in the playoffs yeah Sham Wow 2013 I don't know how long you've been watching this show I'm assuming since the very beginning but I've been harping on that every single game it happens to me is a little things in baseball to me it's the fact that Stolen bases are up. I mean, you're looking at a stolen base success rate at almost 80% this season. You're looking at teams having almost two stolen base attempts per game. And it's almost like, did the Dodgers not get the memo? Did the Dodgers not see the rule changes? Did the Dodgers not get a briefing from Rob Manfred and realize that there are pizza boxes out there on the bases that are larger that realize there are only two disengagements from the pitchers? Because these Dodgers pitchers, they are not doing enough to hold runners. And you can't put this on the catchers. Yes, Austin Barnes doesn't have the best arm, but still, this is not on the catchers. This is on the pitchers. The pitchers' delivery to the plate is too slow. They're not changing their cadence. You're not seeing them use sidesteps. And the reality is... Opposing teams, especially that have speed like the Rays, they're taking their lunch money. They're doing it again again again. And it's not that it's just leading to stolen base statistics or anything like that. No, they are cashing in. These are leading to runs. We saw it during Friday's game. Friday's game, it was the same thing. And you saw the Dodgers' 9-3 loss. They stole four bases. Walls stole second on Syndergaard. That led to a run. Franco. He stole second on Brule. That led to a run yesterday or today. Rayleigh, he steals second. Lau, Lau stole second in the fourth. He scored on the grounder to first Siri stole third. And yeah, I mean, there were multiple instances today where it came back to bite them. And you have to correct that to me. It almost seems like you're not taking it seriously. You're not realizing that this is when a bullpen is struggling. When a pitching unit is struggling, you look at how our teams continuing to score runs. Well, one, Yeah, the pitching hasn't been good, but still, if you're not at least cleaning that up as far as the base dealing, you're setting yourself up for disaster. That's the recipe for disaster. But uh, yeah, jump to the bottom of the second inning. This really was the problem inning. This really was the deciding inning of the game. We're going to hit that right now, but first let's go back into the comments section. I'm still looking for that Dodger dog of the game. Which Dodger had the most dog today? Doesn't mean it's a player of the game, but I'm going with Chris Taylor. Dodger dog of the game. Let me know. Same people hating on Stone are going to be the same people hoping hopping on the bandwagon when he does good that's from trace outman season 2023 yeah he's not a lost cause yeah he is definitely someone that look clayton kershaw he had his struggles in his first season i mean before he found his slider later in his career i mean rookie pitchers are going to struggle that's the nature of major league baseball i mean everyone talks about how difficult it is to hit major league pitching well guess what it's also very difficult to get out big league hitters and that is the task that he is facing and yeah he's going to get better and he definitely is going to put in that work and really like i said it's just about fastball command it's about working that change of the way it tunnels i mean he's just a work in progress at this point and fortunately He was thrusted into a situation because of the injuries to Michael Grove, because the injuries to Ryan Pepio. Then Julio Arias goes down. Dustin May goes down. I mean, I think ideally you would have seen him make his debut at some point in the middle or towards the end of the summertime. But necessity is the mother of invention. They didn't have very many options and they had to turn to stone. They had to. Leave no stone unturned. And they had to use him as an option. And the same thing goes with Bobby Miller. So, yeah, I mean, it's a christening by fire. And, yeah, he's learning how difficult it is. I'm waiting to see him face a marginal lineup, some middle-of-the-pack lineup at home and really get a comfortable start to just start to build that confidence because I think one of his big issues is he's not attacking that zone, like I said earlier, and if he does that with confidence, that's going to open things up because the way he tunnels that changeup doesn't even need a lot of ride and run on it. It's the, ch- it's the way it falls off the table, the way he tunnels it from his fastball. So once the fastball command is established, you're going to see the changeup start to have the effect that it has had at the minor league level. So I would not write him off. Yet at all, Strider. Hear you. One twenty. Crazy game. D Max sucks. We lost. W right now. Starting pitching needs to step up and give bullpen a break. And it sucks. We had to lose muncie due to hamstring. I hope it's not serious. I don't anticipate it being very serious at all. I mean, you're talking about a cramp. You're talking about a guy that he is going to be just fine. He's looking a lot better at the plate. So yeah, I would not worry about Max Muncy at all. You definitely always have to have concern when guys go down, but the fact that they didn't say it was a strain, the fact that you don't hear a grade or grade, grade one or grade two strain or anything like that, you have to feel okay about it. I think the fact they're saying it was a cramp, that's pretty much the best case scenario. It feels more precautionary than anything, but I will say when you look at the game he had yesterday, when you look at the home run he hit today, when you consider that Outman replaced him in the lineup that goes over three with three strikeouts had months he bent in the game and didn't have to go out maybe they do score even more than 10 runs so yeah i mean definitely missed him out there we got 50 uh, cal 213 stone has four months till the playoffs i like the way you look at that. It's a fire take anytime you see the fire emojis you're gonna get the fire take We got to – I feel like Gavin needs to go back to the minors, work on his pitching. He just isn't ready. Metal head diecast over on YouTube. Yeah, what are you guys seeing from Gavin Stone? What are you noticing from him? We got uh – Chris Green, I was just at this game. While it was a ton of fun, we were out class. First game for my eldest son. Shout out to Emerson. We got uh, Troy Heyman. It's Miller time at Dodger Stadium tomorrow. Our tough road trip is over. Let's dominate and get hot. Yeah, I mean, if I told you heading into this road trip that you're going to be without Dustin May, you're going to be without... Julio Urias after his start against the Cardinals where he had four home runs in one inning. First time by a Dodger pitcher since Ben Wade 1954. If I told you that Clayton Kershaw, of course, he was on the bereavement list dealing with the passing of his mother and him not being at 100%, it feels like right now on the mound. If I told you that those three guys plus Tony Gonsolin still trying to truly work his way back and he had some solid outings, had some walks here and there, but still he looked pretty good. And then with how bad Noah who's been a flat out bust and by the way, I told you that yeah, probably was going to be a disappointment this season. I was pretty much the only person that was saying that and that's because nothing really told me that he was going to get that velocity back and he's a pitcher that relies on velocity to be effective. Well hey, maybe you do take 4 four, and 6 on the road considering the competition and the fact that you walk away from that and you're still in first place in the NOS and you have the best record in the National League. Locked on Rams from Mr. Moves X2. Yes, yeah, shout out to the Ramley out there. Roy Estrada D Emac, uh, block row. Okay, I'll block him. Yeah, guys, it's a place for you guys. This is your stream. Yeah, I'm the man of the fan. This is your show. I'm just hosting it, so I have no problem doing that. Always let me know what's going down in the comments, guys. Let me know what's going down in the comments because I can't always police it at all times, so I really rely on you guys for that. But thanks for rocking with us, guys. Uh, we got the stolen bases the Dodgers have allowed is huge concern. Yeah, we read that one, 73. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's the most in the league by a large margin. And like I said, it's continuing to hurt this team. Sunny Gray is a good pull from Trace Altman's season. He's looked really good this year. We've talked about Sonny Gray as an option in the past. I'm sure we will in the future if he is available. But that Twins team's looking really good. Uh, Four and six on the road trip is terrible from Wilfredo Cordova over on Facebook. Replace Stone with Grove. That's Roy Estrada. Yeah, I think you hit that one on the head. I hit that nail on the head right there. I think you're on the money with that one, Roy Estrada. I think that that's most likely what they're going to be doing. And I think at this point, you really have to feel fine with that because yes, Grove was hit 97. He's in his last start. So he was definitely looking the part. And I think for him, it's just a matter of being healthy, but, um, yeah, so let's jump back into this one. So bottom of the second inning, got to break this one down. So Siri tripled the center on a ball to bounce over Chris Taylor's head. Tough play for Chris Taylor on that field turf. Hits the leadoff triple. The next batter, Luke Rayleigh, 2-2 two, two count. Seven pitch of the at-bat. He doubles to right to score Siri to make a 3-2 raise. The next batter, Mejia. Mejia, he strikes him out with a changeup at the bottom of the zone for the first out. The next batter, 1-0 to Diaz. He lines left for the second out. So two outs there and a 3-2 lead for the raise. You're Thinking, okay, Stone can escape this and give the Dodgers at least five innings. But then he gives up the single to Wander Franco. Wander Franco, just, and that ties things up at three. Rayleigh scores on the play. And then he ends up getting all the way to second. And right there, hanging slider, middle of the zone. And that's the pitch that he needs to find a way to be more effective with. The next batter, seventh pitch of the at-bat to Brandon Lau. He singles to right to score Franco to make it 4-3 to Rays, And then Lau Lau advances to second on the play. The fastball just kind of had some cut to it. He puts a good swing on it. And the next batter, first pitch to Ramirez. He reaches on an infield single. Then Lau advances to second. The next batter, Paredes, with runners on first and second, he doubled to center to score Ramirez and Lau to make it 6-3 to Rays had two strikes on him, just left a 95-mile-per-hour fastball middle-middle. Probably his worst pitch of the day when you consider the situation, when you consider the location. And another example, two strikes right there, two out, just can't get out of the inning, and that is what he needs to do to get over the hump, execute pitches, make pitches with two strikes. Then with Lau on first play, on first with two outs, Stone strikes out Siri on three pitches, gets him swinging with the slider up and away for the third out. So that second inning is where it all fall apart fell apart for Gavin Stone. And really, this Dodgers pitching in this one, Rays get six runs on seven hits. They bat around 37 pitches for Stone in that inning, just not executing pitches. Then, top of the third, 2 0 pitch, Freddie Freeman gets a leadoff double to center. On a sinker, heart of the plate, his major league leading 21st double for Freddie Freeman. He extends his hitting streak to 17 games. And the next hitter, next batter, J.D. Martinez, 2-1 count. He singled to left to score Freddie to make it seven to four rays. Dodgers pull within three. Then next batter, Chris Taylor, first pitch. He singles to left on a changeup to give the Dodgers runners on first and second with no outs. And the next pitch, one-one pitch to Max Muncie. He hits a bouncer at his second. And Lau, he makes a lousy throw there. Wild throw ends up in left field. And Martinez, he comes all the way around to score to make it seven to five rays. Dodgers pull within two. Taylor was safe at second on a throwing error by Lau and Then he makes it all the way to third, so he advances to third on the play. Looks like he just kind of rushed the throw a little bit on that fielder's choice was trying to get the double play there, and the Dodgers take advantage, and that's where Muncie came up limp going into second base. So he was making his way to second base, pulls up limp, and that's when he left the game with that left hamstring cramp after he eventually would score in this inning. So next batter, Miguel Vargas, 1-1 pitch. He had a sack fly. To center, and that made it seven to six. Dodgers pull it in one and an 0 2 pitch to Rojas. He had a sack fly to score months. to make it seven to seven. And the next batter, Trace Thompson, he gets a two out single to left. And then Austin Barnes, he flies to center. So the Dodgers get four runs on four hits in an error and respond by tying it up to seven to seven. And it cannot be overstated. How big that was for Trace Thompson to have a good day. Good game. He entered the day, like I said, on an over 39 slump. That was the longest hitless streak by a non-Dodgers pitcher in 114 years. That is how bad that streak was. I mean, we're talking Chris Davis territory. So got his first hit there and really had himself a really, really nice day. First hit since April 17th. And then jumping to the bottom of the third inning, Phil Bigford, he replaces Stone. He falls behind 3-0 in the count, then on the 3-2 pitch, he walks Rayleigh, fastball in, and then Rayleigh, he steals second, so we're talking about the stolen bases, that's what you guys are talking about, down below in the comment section, that continues to be a problem, and then he strikes out, Mejia swinging with the slider for the first out, and then 0-1 to Diaz, he singles to left to score Rayleigh, and there you go, you're getting burned by a leadoff walk, and a stolen base, comes back to bite them, that gives the Rays an 8-7 lead at that point, and he comes back to strike out Franco. Nice pitch there. Four-seam fastball up in the zone. And then Lau, he strikes out swinging on a slider. So the Rays get one run on one hit and capitalize on that leadoff. Walk and the stolen base. That puts them back on top. And then you jump to the bottom of the fourth inning. Ramirez... He gets, he, uh, Bigford strikes out Ramirez swinging for the first out and then one, one to Paredes He homers to left to make it nine to seven raise and that pitch slider just stayed up cement mixer, a mistake pitch right there that gives the raise. The lead uh, increased a little. The Rays leads from nine to seven, so two run lead for the Rays there. And then Low he singles to left, and then Low he steals second, and then Siri walked. and Low stole third. It was called out originally, but they reviewed it. The oven mitt got into the glove, and he was ruled safe after the review. And three two pitch to Rayleigh he grounded to first to score. Him from third. That made a 10-7 to 7 raise. And by the way, did you guys catch this? And before we go on to this breakdown, do you guys catch the broadcaster saying they should have done a pitch out on a 3-2 pitch? Please tell me you saw that because I spit out my coffee right there. I could not believe it. Uh, CT3 is our dog of the game. That's from Joe Mama. We got D. Crack needs to block these people. I've been blocking a good amount, but let me know if you see more, guys. Uh, we got to This Isn't Football, No Turf. That's from BC yeah. Field turf is terrible. I don't know if you guys saw the HBO Real Sports piece on it. Leads to injuries, and some of these bounces are ridiculous. Trace Albin's season 2023. I agree with you on that. Bobby Miller is ready. Stone needs to cook a little more. Just throw him back in that microwave. Keep hitting that 30 seconds thing. By the way, it's the only button I've ever pushed on our microwave. It's the 30 seconds, 30 seconds. I've never done the actual numbers. Have you guys? Uh, or I'd use any of the functions. Just 30 seconds. Keep going. Uh, Dave Roberts, a.k.a. Stoneface, needs to get a clue on the stolen bases. They need to have a team meeting. That needs to be the only only topic during a team meeting is you need to light them up on that. I mean, like I said, I'm not going to name names of who I've talked to within the organization, but I have, and they've told me that this is something that hasn't been a high enough priority on their list when it comes to teaching their pitchers and working on the fundamentals of it, and it definitely needs to be changed. And as someone brought up earlier, before the playoffs begin, because can you imagine if that's a problem in the postseason, you're losing games because of stolen bases, that's definitely not going to bode well because this bullpen just isn't good enough. They're not talented enough. By the way, credit to Yancy Almonte. He struck out the side today. I think Victor Gonzalez did all right. Justin Brohl, he did the best he could, but still, this bullpen as a whole, save for Evan Phillips, really, they're not good enough to get away with stuff like that. I mean, how when's the last time you saw a clean inning from Bruce Dark Radderall? I mean, heat over Nuggets and six, okay. Hey man, I'm not I'm, there you go. There you still believing. Cancun? we got to rather have Gavin Newsom pitch than instead of Gavin Stone, okay. Uh, we got to uh, let Trace get hot again against the Nats. Trace, like I said, I felt good. I felt happy for you, man. <laughs> I know that you've been wishing that. I'm glad you didn't delete your Trace MVP meme, okay? So you can use that again, I'm hoping. Uh, we got uh, Dodgers could have won if Taylor could tag. Yeah, Steve Elliott. I mean, that's definitely, that tag right there, You got. I agree with you. I agree with you. I wouldn't pin this loss on him. I, anytime your starting pitcher gets roughed up like that, you still scored 10 runs, and a lot of those 10 runs were because of Chris Taylor, who goes back-to-back and hits two or runs today and had two walks. He I mean, was a big part of the offense. But still, I think on that play, you do want to see more of a swipe tag close to the base instead of trying to get him for the chest because you know that with those oven mitts and with the way guys are getting their gloves in, and I thought that was a great point by Oral Hershiser during the broadcast that in – a decade ago, you'd probably see them be called out, and of course they're not going to review it. But now, in today's day and age, when you can review like that, it's going to be tough to get guys out if you're making that swipe like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the pitching woes are the issue. I mean, the pitching woes are the reason why – the Dodgers aren't getting it done. And if you look at the last two weeks, last 13 games, the bullpen has thrown 61 in the third's innings. The starters, 53 in a third's innings. That is not going to get it done. You need more production from your starting pitchers, okay? They need to step up in a big way. If you look at this blame pie right now, that to me is who I'm giving the biggest slice of. And shout out to the Kemenensky brothers for that one. I mean, they are... That's the biggest slice goes to the Dodgers right there. But uh, yeah, let's go to the top of the fifth inning. And uh, yeah, we talked about uh, the fourth inning there. Yeah, they get two runs on those two hits and the two stolen bases. And then, yeah, top of the fifth inning, 2-1 to Thompson. He homers to center for the Dodgers' third home run of the day to pull the Dodgers within two at 10-8. Stinker, outer half, got the barrel on it. And I think that's a big key for him is if they're not going to crowd him on the inner half, if he can just get his bat out there, get the ball in the fat part of the bat, he's going to do damage. And that's what he did last season. And hopefully he can continue to get some opportunities and punish some mistakes. I mean, I'm trying to say it's Sunday. I'm trying to be positive about it. I'm hoping that he can ride this momentum into a nice little stretch because I'll be honest with you I thought it was O-V-E-R for Trace Thompson I thought the Dodgers were going to be without a trace very soon but it looks like he bought himself a couple at least another month but uh, Strider here you d for Walker Bueller. I'd rather let Walker come back next season but if he's 100% confident he'll be fine in September then bring him back yeah I think that definitely is the plan uh, definitely definitely in the, the plan but uh, uh next so sixth inning sixth inning top of the six three one pitch to JD Martinez he hits a solo shot to left and just a great piece of hitting for JD Martinez who continues to be high JD Martinez when you look at extra base hits when you look at the slug if you look at the isolated power it's more than double what it was last season he hits his 10th home run of the year and that pulls the Dodgers within one at 10-9. to nine. And the next batter, Chris Taylor, 1-0 pitch. He crushes a bomb to left, his ninth of the year. That ties it up at 10. Second time the Dodgers went back-to-back on the day. And, yeah, then James Almond, he follows that up. He strikes out swinging, and they couldn't get anything else going there in the sixth inning. But, yeah, Chris Taylor, very aggressive early in counts, taking advantage of change-ups, taking advantage of off-speed pitches. And they get two runs on two hits, those two home runs, and they tie High it at. 10. Then we jump to the bottom of yeah, the top of the 7th. They had some opportunities that they didn't cash in on. Vargas, he struck out swinging fastball, middle, middle. Rojas, he was safe after that error by Siri in center. He ends up at second with one out. And then Trace Thompson, he draws a four-pitch walk. Austin Barnes, he strikes out swinging for the second out. And then Mookie, he lines it short for the third out. So Dodgers just couldn't cash in on the air and the walk. And Mookie, not his best day. Like I said, he's through all year but today just wasn't one of those days over two with runners in scoring position and they proved very costly I mean those were big opportunities that could have really blown this game wide open and maybe the Dodgers escape with a win or it's looking like a football score out there but really the loss comes down to bottom of the seventh Luke Rayley, he reached on an infield single, and we talked about this earlier in the show. Freddie Freeman, he gets the ground ball, probably could have charged it, probably could have beaten Rayley to the bag. Victor Gonzalez probably could have gotten to first base a little sooner. Just not a well-executed play all along. I mean, all around, you could have had Victor Gonzalez make it there quicker. You could have had Freddie Freeman charge it and just execute the play. Just not a great play by that Dodgers defense as a whole, and he reaches, and after that, Doc goes to Bruzdar, and Bruzdar, he gets Mejia to pop out for the first out, and then Diaz he singles to right, and then after that Franco grounded to second to score Rayleigh to make it eleven to ten. So that goes to the second out, but they get the the lead there. They take the lead at eleven to ten, and that was all they needed. After that, Lau reached on an infield single to third. Not a great play by Taylor, but still it goes as a hit. And then Bruce Dar, he strikes out Ramirez on three pitches for the third out. So like I was saying earlier, you want to see some clean innings from Bruce Dar. And I always say about Bruce Dar, if you're going to be a guy that pounds the zone, if you're going to be a guy that does throw strikes, But pitches the contact every now and then, even though you're throwing 98, 99, 100 miles per hour, it's going to find grass and you're going to give up hits and bad things are going to happen, even if you're not giving up hits at times. So there is an example right there. But Rays take the lead and then bottom of the seventh. And then really, that's pretty much the game right there. Dodgers kind of went quietly in this one after that but still dodgers they lose by a final score of 11 to 10 guys we broke this whole game down my big takeaways my final thoughts here one gavin stone isn't quite ready gotta throw him back into that microwave gotta let him develop a little more has to improve that fastball command has to improve that slider has to be more effective even with the changeup at this level so yeah that's my big takeaway is stone little rocky and I think he's going to be a rock for this rotation at some point, but he still has a lot of work to do. Two, Trace Thompson, he breaks out in a big way, breaks that 0 for 39 slump. That was the worst slump for a Dodgers position player in 114 years. He had a Three hit day today. Had a walk, so you're feeling good about that. Three hits and the bomb, and then the stolen bases. We've talked about that ad nauseum today. That has an issue that needs to be corrected. They are stealing the Dodgers' lunch money. Opposing teams do not respect Dodgers pitchers on the mound. Save for probably Clayton Kershaw, but it was an issue. This entire series was an issue. Friday against Noah Syndergaard, who's one of the worst in the history of the world at holding runners, and it was an issue today. And then also for Max Muncy, two good games by Max Muncy. He did leave with a hamstring cramp. Hopefully it's not an issue. Hopefully he'll be fine. And then Chris Taylor, very aggressive too. My other big takeaway, he had a big game. And also James Alman, he definitely is either it's mental, either it's adjustments. He is not looking good A three strikeout game today. And then talked about the ones earlier, this team. From a pitching standpoint, starting pitching, you need more length. You need them to go deeper into games, and it's just not where it needs to be right now. They need to get healthy, but that's going to do it. A couple more takeaways from you guys, a couple more comments, let me know down below, and we're going to let you guys enjoy the rest of your Sunday and your – and your – Labor Day weekend. But, uh, yeah, no, Imar, He's Thor has been Thorific. Let's just be honest with it. Let's just be honest. Let's call it what it is. I and mean, my job is to be truthful to you guys. But I will say he's like this year's Craig Kimbrell in that, yeah, he's not been very effective. He's given up a lot of runs. But still, he did give you six innings, and you have to give him credit for that. The fact that he did give you six innings, even though it wasn't a loss, didn't tax that bullpen as much as it could have been. Still in first place from Roy Estrada, get that. Uh, Dodgers have the runs. LOL. We got Muncie. We got the stone got turned into gravel. That's from Tyne to Johnson. Uh, we got uh, not microwave. You mean the oven? Nah, microwave. I need, I want them to heat up fast. I want them to heat up fast. The oven, that's going to take me too long. Okay. I need, to, I, I want stone to look. I mean, if guys are going to continue to be injured. And we saw Michael Grove. He wasn't great when he was in. I still have faith in him, but Pepio is still a ways away. I want to see Stone really turn things around. But uh, here we go. We get to, But that's going to do it, guys, for this episode of the Dodgers Nation post-game show. Last one, Thor needs a buzz. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool if he did that. Just, you know, go full buzz cut Thor. but uh, thanks for rocking with us here on the Dodgers nation post game show. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell, hit that like button and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Remember win, lose or draw another brings us together quite like Dodger baseball And until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. It's time for